You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And we're back again with our continuing coverage of Nip Tuck. We're into season four, episode seven. Can you believe it? Already we have made it that far. I don't know how we've done it. Um, and we're only at halfway, folks. We're literally just at the beginning of part two of, of this whole thing. Um, this is this is season uh, season four, episode seven. Bert Landau first aired on 17th of October 2006. Um, another really fun episode to be talking through. Looking forward to going through this one in detail. Uh, my name's Nick, and um, you've done playing with my 10-inch stick. And my name is Ben, and oh, that's incredible. Oh, deeper. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of penis jokes in this. Well, they're not even jokes, they're just lines. <laughs> yeah. Who said that was a joke, Nick? Who said, like, I wasn't just, you know... <laughs> enjoying this episode <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean and who could blame you it's, a, it's another good one it well look it's, it's interesting too actually one thing i want to mention quickly because i only just realized he said the director of this episode charles Hayde, who uh he's actually a great actor uh he will actually be the titular character in um the the episode this season reefer uh, and for Third Watch fans, you will know Charles Hayde as playing uh, Captain Finney in season six, the uh, the evil bastard in that season. But um, I, I just didn't realise that he kind of obviously directed things, and he'll direct a few episodes of Nip Tuck. So there's just something I want to point out when we get to episode 13 of this season. Just remember that, because we will, uh, you know, we've had him direct some episodes. But yeah, uh, we talked about this at the end of last week. Oh, this episode's great. There's some good stuff going on here. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, Dawn's back, which is great. Um, uh, uh, Dawn, uh, yeah, Dawn Budge, that's who I'm talking about. Um, I was just thinking, like, isn't her name Rosie O'Donnell? But, like, that's a character's name, Ben. Um, but yeah, we've got some good, you know, Michelle Christian stuff. We've got some great Kimber stuff in this episode, too. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about this episode. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, there's a heap. And I, I think one of the things I like about this episode, and, um, it'd be interesting to see if, if you agree by the time we get to the end of it, is, um, it feels, um, very um well written in terms of you know it's all tied up at the end of the episode and i I really like that you know for an episodic show where you know things are meant to be left for the next episode i think this is one of those good episodes where you know you you get a conclusive story right throughout the whole episode it is a good kind of standalone episode it's fun to watch um but yeah i mean we can talk about that as we go we kind of start with this this pro bono case and I don't actually know what's wrong with this patient. It looks like they've got like a hairy face or something. I don't know. You don't really get a very good look at what's going on because the whole idea is that it's, um, you know, um, Liz is kind of, you know, is, is not good and, and ends up passing out and find out that her, her one remaining kidney is going to need to be replaced. She's uh, she's not coping very well um, and, and the two doctors are going to get tested. And we get this really interesting kind of role reversal where we're kind of used to, you know, Sean being the... Um, you know the, the the giving one that always thinks about others, and and Christian's the kind of more more selfish one. But Christian's the one who's straight off the off the hook, is saying, "Yep, no, we're going to get tested. If we can help you, we will." You know, your family, blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, so I know I think it's it's an interesting little role reversal to start this episode. Yeah, I, I was thinking about what is wrong with this person. Like, I'm guessing it's a. Um there is <laughs> you're still back at the person. Yeah, no, well, there is that condition where you're like extra hairy. Like, you've got kind of... The, uh, it's, I remember when I used to get the Guinness World Record, these kind of have those people in there. Um, it's a condition, uh, <laughs> but sure. Um, but, yeah, like, one thing I like about this season, among many things, is that Liz kind of has a good storyline this season. Um, 
So I kind of think that she kind of, the way they keep playing into it, and I remember talking to Roman Mafia about it on an interview with it, that, you know, it's like, she was like, yeah, it's great that kind of Ryan Murphy came to me and kind of like, yep, you're going to get some stuff to do this season. So it's like, it's great. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's an interesting way to start off with. Um, and just, just the throwaway lines there where they're saying about like having multiple pro, pro boners a month and all that sort of stuff, part of the contract. But the thing that I think kind of think this does well is just, you know, the whole, the transplant situation. Um, you know, when they mention her condition and then like, oh, you've officially been put on the list. You are now number 62,342 in line for a kidney. Like, holy fuck. Like, wow. Like you, you need to get everyone, you know, tested. Um, and it's kind of interesting that like the throwaway line that she says about how, what, like her dad died last year and her mum barred her from the funeral. I mean, that's never really explored from Liz, her family. Like it's never really a storyline in this show. I know she did mention it in a previous episode about how she was kind of disowned for being gay, but it's kind of interesting that the throwaway bit about, oh, my dad died last year. Like, that could have kind of been a bit of a storyline about, you know, her mum banning her from the... You know what I mean? Like, banning her from the funeral. But at least it was kind of forgotten about last season. So, you know, you wonder how they would have handled that differently. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... It's a nice little setup, And it's, it's nice that they kind of keep bringing sort of this idea back that, you know, she got a kidney taken away. And, like, th- that is a thing that you often will have complications when... You know, that's why they always warn you when it comes to um, donating a kidney. Like, these could be complications. You've only got to have one kidney. You can survive off one kidney, but that means you're going to be struggled to fight certain things away. So, but yeah, you're right. Like, kind of Sean's whole thing this episode about him kind of not wanting to do it. It is kind of an interesting thing for Sean to be the one that's kind of, you know, second guessing whether or not he'd want to do this. And, um, you know, like, I love that theme about how they play that up this episode. Yeah, I think it is really good. Um, and it's good to kind of see different sides of these characters, you know, because it can get a bit one note if Christian's always the asshole. And, you know, Sean's not an asshole. I think it's just the way it's played. He does come across as quite selfish. Um, but, you know, he has his reasons, and, and we kind of go through them. And that's what I like about it, that there is some layers and some, some depth as to why Sean's acting the way he is. It's not just a – and, you know, if they had played it the other way around, then, uh, you know, if Christian just saying, no, I'm not going to do it, then it would probably just feel really selfish. So they've, I think they've done a really good job there of kind of you know they've chosen the right way around to do it so you know full full credit to them i think no i i completely agree nicholas oh well there you go so we we get through our credits and we're into um yet another scene between um michelle and christian while while bert watches on and this is you know kind of that breaking point with with christian where he says he's had enough and he doesn't care what the consequences are and this is where you know my my line from the start you know you're done playing with my 10 inch dick you know way to go christian um and yeah so i mean it's um it's quite an emotional scene because you know michelle kind of chases him out the door and this does feel like something out of a video clip though doesn't it like you know he's kind of walking half (laughs) half naked towards his orange lamborghini outside this mansion while she kind of walks in this you know negligee it does feel like something out of some kind of video clip um but yeah i think it's still but you do get this real kind of like tender moment between them um you know where he's basically saying you know know, you've got feelings for me and you know is is this worth it to you um yeah i mean it's you you do really kind of feel the emotion and uh, you know again you know full credit to to these actors they're really selling me on this relationship now and you know it wasn't that long ago a couple of episodes where i was saying i wasn't feeling it and, and definitely here i am we just need some, like, Nelly in the background, like, oh, my boo's yeah. leaving, what am I gonna do? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know Nelly music, come on, you like, one song. Um, but, yeah, like, I just, that's the way even Christian kind of says that line. What does he say, like, 
oh, you know, I want to fill that void in, in my life, whatever. It's like, what, hooking? Doesn't seem like you stopped. Like, wow, like, burn, Christian. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice little moment. And he's like, you know, oh, come away with me. You know, we can, um, you know, start all this together. But obviously, you know, she's her sister's, like, got jobs and her mum's got a house. And, um, I mean, it's a nice setup, I feel, for kind of what we're going to get from Bert and kind of just, like, Christian's, I guess, like, accusations. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Just like, just the, just everything about this relationship, I love. I just, I just love this storyline between Christian and and Michelle all season. So yeah, you know, I'm sold. Yeah, and I think you know, I, you know, I've been talking about that. This does feel a little bit like it's a um a, a slow burn. You know, it's a, and slow burn is always kind of it's, it's an interesting way to describe a show because you, it's kind of something that gets described a lot in this Netflix generation where if something's not you know um, balls to the wall action, it's described as a quote unquote slow burn. Um, and to me, this is this season feels a bit that way. It feels like it's not crazy all out action and, and weird storylines um but it, it's, it's just really believable like you do really you relate to these characters you invest in how they're feeling and, and you know it's, it's a great place to be from my perspective because you actually do want to know you know where this is going to go um so you tune in an episode after episode because it, it is good stuff so yeah yeah i just it, it's just so refreshing to kind of be in this position i think so yeah but uh you know, then we kind of move on to. We're, we're, you know, I might have to take that back now because here is a bit of a hilarious situation going on here with Dawn who gets earjacked. I love. This is just kind of the thing I just love about Dawn's characters. Every time she gets brought into this show, she's had some ridiculous amount of bad luck, and it's always a case of that it's just something so over the top ridiculous. Uh, that I just love these, like, little flashback kind of things that they do. So, just, like, the way she's, like, what's she wearing a t-shirt that just says, like, bitch on it? Um, but, like... <laughs> like this pink cowboy hat. Yeah. I just love the way she's, like, I was earjacked, and they're, like, what are you talking about? And, you know, she's, like, oh, you know, I went on a fast food binge, you know, Arby's, KFC. I bought my own Popeye's franchise. Can I say Arby's is amazing? Like, Arby's is great. If you live, if you ever go to America, find yourself in an Arby's. Great food. Um, I probably just alienated a bunch of our listeners. Oh, Ben, you're so white trash yourself. Um, but so I just kind of like this whole set of that, like I was buying these earrings and just this gruesome scene where we get like these two people on a motorbike trying to steal an earring by chopping her ear off. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I just kind of love it. Is, it. Like it's a- but it's just like it's so cheesy and over the top. Yeah. I just like it's just one of those things that just works so well because you kind of get this like, you know, she she walks out in this this pink kind of pants suit like it's ridiculous. Like it, this is just something that just even the way it's shot, you know, like you know the aftermath of it is kind of like her you know her face is kind of like just covered in blood and you get like instead of this the, these people reacting to it, you just almost get like these one shot kind of yeah. photographic reactions. It's just yeah, it is just it's a ridiculous, ridiculous um scene of you know like you i can't imagine that this is something that has ever happened um even though this show is supposed to be based on real life things but yeah this is the you know that somebody would get on a motorbike and drive towards somebody and with it with a a um a, it's a cutthroat razor as well like it's not even like a knife it's a cutthroat <laughs> razor and you know like be able to uh, you know, in, in in like an intricate manner, is cut somebody's ear off at speed. It's it's just nonsense, but it's it's fun nonsense. Like it, there's not one moment really, apart from right now, where I'm actually stopping and thinking about how ridiculous this is because it is actually just all fun. Um, I like the way it's shot. Um, it, it is just good fun. Which is um, 
I can't remember what they say the place is called. Obviously, the, the hoity-toity district of Miami. I'm assuming whatever they mentioned. But, like, this is so Rodeo Drive that they're filming this on. It's obviously meant to be Miami's version of Rodeo Drive. Like, the really rich. And, like, I've driven down Rodeo Drive. And that place, you just feel so uncomfortable kind of looking at just how over-the-top rich this place is. Um, you know, there are legitimately stores that you can't walk into. You need to make an appointment just to browse. And you need to pay. It's, like, that expensive. Um, but... Yeah, you're right. Like this is the thing I say. Like if you like this scene, if you enjoy this kind of part of Nip Tuck, like this is what season five is for a large portion of season five. It's over the top ridiculousness when it comes to kind of storylines like this. And like this is where they really do swing in the uh, kind of the opposite direction. What you were just saying about the whole Netflix style of you know over the top stuff, but like. I think for the most part, season five gets underrated because, like, a lot of people just think, oh, this is so cheesy, it's so over the top, you can see what they're doing, like, it's kind of LA, but, like, I think they had to do that with kind of moving to LA, because, like, you can just imagine this lifestyle that they've had to change to really suits with the style, so, like, when we kind of get Dawn next season, and we, you know, we get freaking Bradley Cooper's in next season, can we just establish that right now, if you're not sold enough on season five, like, this is pre-A-list Bradley Cooper, he's probably only about B-list at this point, but, you know, this is before he's a huge, you know, Academy Award nominated star of Hollywood. So, you know, just like kind of things like that that we kind of get next season. So, like this sequence here, every time we get Dawn in a like a flashbacky sequence like this, it just reminds me of what a lot of season five is. And I think that just so much of season five is just, it's just over the top fun, which is just kind of, you know, I think something that we need to sort of look out for when we, we get to the next season and they move to LA. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, no, I, I think it, it is. It is. Um, you know, I think you need season uh, moments like this on this kind of a show. You know, if you make it too serious, then and, you know it kind of loses its fun. I think this is kind of what we battled with a little bit last week with that whole introduction scene where you know the, the dream sequence. Um, we kind of needed needed something. I didn't really like what I got. You did, um, but I think this is one we can both get on board with. It's kind of silly, but it, 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 it's it's um, justifiably silly, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, 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 and it's Rosie O'Donnell. Like, you just, you got to play up to her like this. And this is kind of the, the balance that we always get with Rosie is the fact that, you know, 90% of her scenes in Nip Tuck are going to be over the top, ridiculously silly. But, like, she will always kind of have a subtle 10% moment where she's actually really, like, dramatically good. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just jumping on the Rosie fan wagon again. I don't think we're ever going to see Rosie in an absolutely dramatic stellar role because that's just not who Rosie is. But I'm sure if she ever got the opportunity to kind of play, you know, super serious, dramatic role, I think Rosie O'Donnell could definitely pull it off if she decided to do it. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, it's a pleasant surprise that we're kind of getting what we're getting here. It is, it's good fun. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, unexpectedly enjoying it, which is cool. And, you know, that's a good place to be, really. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a good place to be. Um, I guess in all of this, the, the whole point of this, if, we, if we're recapping it, is that, you know, she wants a replacement ear, <laughs> and um, this is going to lead to the story where she's going to get an, a replacement ear grown on the back of a mouse. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to lead to... to uh, that doesn't sound like it from, from what I've just described, but it's going to lead to quite a sweet scene at the end. So this is where this is all leading, I suppose. But uh, next thing is we get Matt, and he's massaging Kimber in the... The aforementioned sauna or steam room or whatever the hell it is in her house, and um, yeah, he obviously takes it a little bit too far, and um, yeah, she's she's doesn't feel safe with him in the in the steam room anymore, and asks him to leave. Um, I mean, I don't know quite what he's expected to to think, you know, like this this you know gorgeous woman with just a towel is wanting him to massage her in a steam room. Um, yeah, I mean, 
uh, I don't know where your mind would go, Ben, but I think I know where mine would be going. I think, to be honest with you, I've been in this situation plenty of times, so I feel for Matt. Uh, <laughs> just molesting people in steam rooms, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, it's it's been a slow build-up, I feel, to kind of this whole Kimber Matt storyline. And it's, it's like, it's it's done well. Like, it's kind of, they just haven't jumped straight into it, um, you know, which they could have easily done. But it's just, it's a slow burn between these two, kind of, when what ultimately will happen with them. But, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I mean, what, like... I'm not excusing certain things that happen in situations like this because, like, Matt obviously handles it well. He gets a no and he walks out and leaves. Um, but, like, you know, like, you've got to kind of also see where Matt might get a feeling here. Like, yeah, he's, like, naked in a beautiful, you know, with a beautiful woman in a steam room and she's basically removed the towel. And, like, if this wasn't a basic cable show on FX where they couldn't show boobs, her boobs would be out. She's not covering her boobs, let's be honest. Um, and it's like, oh, can you massage my lower back? Like, come on, we're all thinking it. Like, you know, he's he's able to try. He stopped. So there's no hashtag me too going on here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of think, you know, it's it's fair enough that he has a bit of a crack and he takes it like a man, goes, okay, fair enough, I got it wrong. He's kind of like Brooke Shields was an episode ago, except he's not going to get a, tim- uh, a tattoo saying property of, uh, you know, Kimber Henry. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, and again, this is this is our setup for the payoff that we're going to get later on. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's a good one, and um, we kind of move into the, another one of the famous nip tuck cutscenes between you know um, Sean and Christian both finding out the news about whether they're a, a kidney donor match for Liz um, with this this woman from the I guess from the kidney society, whatever the hell she is, um, <laughs> and you know she's kind of. Kind of <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the hell she's supposed to be, but anyway. The character's um, yeah, name and, is uh, Transplant Consultant. So. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I, there is one great little moment she has here, but, you know, basically, so, you know, we find out Christian's not a match, and because he's um, basically slept with too many, you know, he's had too many sexual partners. Is that a so, thing? Um, <laughs> Well, I don't know, but it leads to like a really subtle little moment. Well, it's not that subtle, but the moment where he's saying yes, and um, I don't know if you noticed, but she kind of like closes yeah. her top in, like she kind of, and I, I think that that's really quite cool. It's like just this, this real little kind of subtle moment, and um, yeah, and then on the other end, we find out that Sean's a, a five out of six, um, so he's basically a perfect match, and um, you know, the whole thing, the the decision to tell her is is up to him. Um, which is going to lead to some good some good tension later on. So, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy this. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to, to this little scene, but I think it's pretty good. I, I mean, I just a question. I mean, I'm guessing they've got consultants on this show, so maybe it's a thing. Like, you can have sex too many times that there's an antibody in your blood that basically means you can't donate kidney. Like, okay. Um, so porn stars can never donate a kidney. Um, Gene Simmons can never donate a kidney. Like... Um, I mean, probably need one, let's be honest, but, uh, like, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of baffled by that, but again, I I don't doubt, doubt that, um, you know, this is a thing, as I said, there's consultants on this show, so. Yeah, yeah, totally, so, yeah, maybe, she's just a consultant, um. But uh, yeah, just a consultant. That sounds horrible, doesn't it? But but anyway, uh, <laughs> weirdly attractive. Do- Can I interrupt you there and just say weirdly yes. attractive? This transplant transplant consultant. Yes, yes. Well, I did like on the credits. I did mean to say on the last the last episode. You know, there was somebody credited as being hot gay guy, um, <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe she could be um, credited as being as being being hot kidney consultant. How do you, apl- um, how do you apply but- for that role? Does does somebody's yes, agent but- go? Okay, Jim. Uh, here's some roles for you. You could be body number two on Law and Order. You could be drug addict on uh, Bones or hot gay guy on Nip. Oh, I'll be hot gay guy. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's a good one. You, you, he'll have that on his CV forever. So good on him. I, I'm, I'm proud of him. Um, but yeah, so you, then we move into um, Christian and Sean both being, what, what do they refer to it as? Being called to Jesus or something or whatever it is. Um, that, oh, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, some some wording where they you know, get, the, get the call. And um, just before they go and Christian, you know, Gives gives Sean the kind of thirty second rundown of what the hell's going on in his life, which is kind of hilarious, you know. Like, just as you're about to step into the lion's den, Christian kind of just gives this very brief description of what the hell's going on, <laughs> and Sean's Sean's kind of pissed off about it, as you can imagine. Yeah, I, I just like it's so kind of like natural though the way it's like, oh yeah, we're probably going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, and then kind of like he just yeah, I just like what does it Sean say like, oh, if anything was going to bring this place to its knees, it was always going to be your dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do kind of like that, but this is like we also get the kind of throwaway line about like, oh, do you think we can get out of this? It's like, oh, unless you got a twelve gauge and some hams. Like it's again kind of just like you know subtle little throwbacks to season one. We kind of get that two weeks in a row, like references to the you know killing someone in the hams. Like I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's pretty good. But then obviously the the reveal is actually that that Bert's um, had a stroke uh, mid sex apparently, and um, he wants them to to fix his face, um, which is you know it's uh, this is going to set us up. He's our our title patient for this episode. So yeah, I mean, and are you kind of enjoying the setup that we're getting here? Look, I like all the setup. I like where this goes. I enjoy this storyline. I kind of enjoy the intrigue about the whole Viagra thing and that. But I've, I've got to raise a question here and kind of like, we, I think we rent, what, like a week or two ago, talking about how Nip Tuck very rarely has plot holes. But did we not have when Mrs. Grubman had a stroke and when she was like, I need you to do one more thing for me, I need you to fix my face. And I think it was Sean was like, I can't fix your face. It's like neurological. There's nothing I can do. Whereas, like, now they can? I mean, is it a different type of stroke? Like, again, is this where we need a doctor on the show to kind of explain this? Or is this a plot hole? Because, like, I don't know if you remember that whole sequence of Mrs. Grubman, but she had a stroke and they couldn't fix her face. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. Um, how could I forget? Um, yeah, so, no, you're, you're totally right. It's it, it's an interesting kind of, um, of of plot device there that, you know, suddenly that's okay. Um yeah, and, and there's also got to be the whole thing about, you know, how, how safe is it to be um, operating on this guy as well. Yeah, and look, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not taking away from it. I like this whole setup. And, like, again, uh, you know, props to Larry Hagman here. Like, I can't imagine for an actor, like, obviously there's makeup involved to a point where you'd have to, like, stretch the skin to a point where your, you know, mouth stays that way and you can kind of look like a stroke victim, but... I think it's very intelligently done, and, like, Larry Hagman plays this very well. But, um, yeah, I guess kind of at the end of the day, too, maybe to kind of take away from the convenience of the plot point, like, this is the guy who owns their surgery, and he's loaded. So it's kind of a case of, well, just try to fix my face. Whereas Mrs. Grubman, you know, I know she was wealthy, but, you know, there's kind of a difference there, maybe. Um, but, yeah, like, I again, I, I like this whole setup with everything. I, I, I like the way they play it, too, like, the way they walk into the office and they're kind of, they're scared, like, fuck, and then he's just there, like, in a chair, like, with his, you know, stroke face. So it's kind of, yeah, yeah I just like the, the whole setup and the reveal of it. Yeah, no, it, it is really good. Um, it, there's everything to like about this, and, and it is a bit sad, actually, because we're not going to get the same Bert back again, you know, like that kind of character that w- that we enjoyed in those first kind of six episodes is, is kind of gone now, which is, is a shame, I think. That is the one the, the, the one bad thing about this side of the story. Yeah, which, I mean, look, I, I kind of like overall with everything that happens with this whole storyline and everything, so uh, I still think there's a lot more to sort of come with this, so... Um, 
you know, it, 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 it never, I guess, doesn't remain interesting, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally there with you. I think it's just, yeah, you, you do lose that little dynamic there. So, bit of a shame, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a small price to pay in a, in a really good season. So, yeah, I'm not going to be complaining too much, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, and then we move into, um, you know, Sean's with Dawn um, going to check on the mouse. I, I'm not sure. Is this something you, you would actually do with a patient who's going to take them to see the mouse? I mean, it's Dawn. I guess, I, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess Dawn is going to, is basically kind of, um, insisting on this um and she's a bit of an animal lover as we find out but um isn't the, isn't the guy who's there like the total creeper now do you know who this guy is do you remember who this guy is he's, he's familiar yeah like tell me who he he's is from 24 season five he was miles on 24 oh, but um uh, no yeah he's been on lots of things uh so this guy this actor is uh steven spinella he's got a bit of um michael emerson vibe from lost if i'm completely honest with you but um yeah no i i straight away know yeah he was um sort of a semi-evil sort of guy in 24 season five he was like a not a ctu agent no it was it was like from the division or like you know the the next level up above ctu it was kind of like somebody coming in to keep an eye on all things in 24 uh, in ctu but um yeah i mean i think he kind of the way he plays it like he's just he's creepy but i think that kind of just plays into his character this is kind of the type of guy that whenever you see him in a show this is kind of the role he plays if you know what i mean and i love the music that they yeah. play that weird sort of soft music in the background which we'll get at the end as well i don't know what that is if that's an actual song or if that's just kind of like the score but i just kind of like how that plays in with dawn's character yeah, I think he's um, it, it, that character too. He kind of feels like he he could have been the Riddler on um, on um, Gotham or something like that. You know, like that's the kind of character he feels like to me. Um, yeah, so it's um, it, it's kind of a weird scene, um, but I guess it's kind of in fitting with Dawn's character. And like I said, it's kind of it's kind of getting that message through about you know sacrifices and the sacrifices you make and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I think there's a bigger storyline here as to as to why we're doing this but um yeah i mean it's it, it's not the greatest scene in, in, oh, in there's one the bit, episode the, the funniest bit sorry to interrupt you though is when she thanks the mouse she's like thanks what is his name vincent or something like that uh vinny or whatever it is and then just the way the doctor goes he can't hear you through that and then she's like oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah that is that is weird it's like just this <laughs> like just, you forget that they're trying to make her seem like this really stupid character, you know, like it's just one of those things that kind of slips your mind, really. Um, yeah, so no, that, that is funny. I do really enjoy that. Um, and yeah, so then we kind of move into um, Sean's, you know, meeting meeting Liz at the hospital. Christian's already there. Um, they both get there and, and kind of um, break the news that, you know, Sean you know, makes a decision to lie to her that, you know, he's not a match. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know what you make about this whole thing. Look, it's an interesting storyline because, you know, it's kind of, I mean, really Dick Sean moment, but you can also kind of understand where he's coming from in some ways. But um, I kind of think the thing I take most about this is just, you know, props to Roma Mafia for some great acting here, just kind of the way she accepts the news. But we kind of get some really good Christian and Liz stuff. It's been a while since we've had some Christian and Liz banter, I feel. So kind of just like yeah. the way they kind of play it off here and the way she's just kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, but good news, you know, you they'll suck a pound of fat out of you each day, so you'll be in your skinny jeans by no time. Uh, so just, you know, I just kind of like that sort of back because it's been a while and just, you know, things are going to get weird between these two. <laughs> the end of next season so oh god we're gonna go to that storyline um but yeah I, it's, it's been a while i feel since we've had some classic christian and liz 
Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, it's a bit of kind of um, character development, character maintenance, whatever you might want to call it with these two. Um, you know, it's important that we kind of make sure we're, we're kind of um, um, keeping up that relationship because, yeah, it is something they're going to cash in on later. So it's important to have that here. Um, yeah, regardless of what we think of that, that storyline that's coming up, it, you know, it's really going to stand or fall on, on how well these two characters kind of bounce off each other. So, yeah, I think whether or not they had that in mind here, it's, it's nice to see them actually kind of building these two characters back up again. But, um, yeah, I think it's a really sad scene when, when Sean does lie to her and, and, and say, no, he's not a match. Um, you know, it, it's disappointing to kind of watch that. But, um, yeah, like I say, we're going we're gonna to kind of get to the reason why he decides to do that a little bit later. Um, and... I think it all pays off with a really good scene a little bit later on. So, yeah, no, I look forward to, to talking that through when we do get there. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, so then we kind of head back to Christian getting some some um, medical information about Bert, that he was on Viagra at the time that he had the stroke. Um, and, you know, he then accuse, accuses Michelle of basically giving Bert Viagra um, to try and kill him off. Um, and you now this is going to lead to um, what I think is a really good scene in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is it's an interesting setup. I'm, I'm liking the tension between these two characters. You know, obviously there's still there's a there's a lot of tension between them, but it's you know it, it, it's all good stuff. I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm assuming you are as well. Yeah, I, I think it's it's great, and kind of you can't blame Christian for kind of thinking that because again, going back to the whole opening sequence where you know like she's trapped and you know just kind of what she's thinking. So of course Christian's at least got to ask a question you maybe could have done it a little bit better um but the one just re- re- really quickly you missed kind of a funny scene when he's on the phone like he's talking about getting liz bumped up the kidney list and he's on the phone to what that guy jim or something like that he's like you owe me oh, i helped yes, get you yeah. in the pants of that brazilian oh oh you married her oh i'll say hello to her for yeah. me <laughs> just, yeah no that is good but uh yeah like i agree with everything you said i mean it's kind of it's just great it's going to set some you know this amazing scene that's going to follow it um but i, I kind of like um you know, Bert's line there when he was like, you know, I took it myself. And it's like, those three minutes inside of her was worth giving up whatever years I had left. And kind of just the look on Michelle was like, oh, like that actually is a very sweet line, even though it's kind of creepy. But you're like, no, oh, yeah. Bert, you're willing to die to have sex? Oh, bless your little soul. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, I think it's really good. And um, yeah, I mean, it seems, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something that's coming up, and, and um, stop me if I if I am. But yeah, it does feel like this was. It feels very genuine from from everyone involved. That it doesn't feel like Michelle's putting on anything here. I don't think. Yeah, no, you're right, and like, uh, and kind of, yeah. I'm from memory. Nothing is like a miss here. This is legitimately how it happened. So yeah, 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 yeah. And then we get this this. I mean, I, I really like the scene. And I, I'd be interested to see what you... Oh, so you do like oh, it too. So that's good. Great. We're, we're, yeah, so so Christian gets drunk and goes around to Kimber's place. Um, and, um, you know, again, the, this is the one I was talking about a couple of episodes ago about the, the good use of um, the Rolling Stones music. This is under my thumb and it, it kind of just really suits the scene really, really well. Um, that, you know, he kind of goes around to Kimber's place to seduce her. Um, and, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, you know, end up having sex, and, and he kind of tricks her into thinking that he cares about this whole Scientology thing. Um, 
And, you know, afterwards he kind of says, oh, no, I'm not into your crazy religion. And, you know, the kind of the fight afterwards where she's in tears is, is really, really intense and it's hard to watch, but it's also incredibly well acted. So, yeah, this to me, this is, I, I want to come back to this one for our top five because I think this is a really, really good scene. I'd be interested to see if you think it's that good. Look, I can definitely see a case for it. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that 100% we can make a case for this. It just depends on what other ones we're going to put up with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything about this is great. Just kind of, it's great to kind of have, um, you know, Christian and Kim, because the last time we saw it, like, you know, they were fighting, and obviously, you know, that last scene where they had that huge argument, we kind of said that that's a potential top five. But this is just like kind of, and we haven't had sort of dickery Christian since really Abby Mays, had we? Like, you know, he kind of, and that was kind of, a bit, I guess, a bit more excusable when he really went off his lean. We have, it's been a while since we've had, you know, maybe with the, the mother and daughter at the beginning of this season or, you know, Blue Monday perhaps, but not to the extent where kind of he's just, you know, he's an arsehole here. We, there's no, we can't really defend Christian here um, because, you know, he, he goes to Kimber because he kind of has that line when he says, you know, like, oh, I didn't just go to one of my whores because, you know, I wanted, you know, somebody who made me feel like I was important. And, like, you're just like, you're right. Like, the Under My Thumb song, like, just suits this scene so perfectly because Kimber is under his thumb no matter what she does she's always going to be under the influence of him. And, like, I just relate so much to Kimber in this scene. It's not funny. Um, but, yeah, just, just like, the way, like, you know, she kind of obviously is saying about, like, Matt, and he kind of just doesn't care. He just wants to get laid. Um, and then just even the way they, like, have, like, sex. Like, it, it's almost a little bit rapey at the beginning, but then obviously, like, she submits to him. But then just, like, can we just point out, Kelly Carlson is somebody who was a model before Nip Tuck. Like, and she really had no acting experience before she was ever on this show. Uh, you know, she'd been in a few random things here and there, but, uh, like, she'd never really had, like, a role like this. This was, like, her first ever major role for somebody who's generally just hired because, you know, she's a model, she's hot. And for someone to kind of come into a scene like this and just, like, own this scene with Julia McMahon, the way she's just kind of like, you know, I hate you, just, like, get out, and just the way she breaks down, like, holy crap, like, she's so good in this scene. Um, and looks yeah. amazing. Can I just say what she's laying on the bed there in underwear? Like, holy crap. So, yeah, I'm... Oh, and that's, Go ahead. That scene's really too because i think it's almost like she's almost in like a dream state at, you know after that you know just the, the way it's shot from above her and you know you, you do kind of really get that that moment where you know she kind of feels like she's in complete kind of um almost like a trance i guess so yeah i think it, it, it's really well done um and yeah you're, you're totally right you know she's she's got some acting chops here which she you know she probably didn't know she had before she got this part and she's kind of developed into this this really amazing character it's yeah it's good it's really really good yeah no i agree completely and yeah this scene is this scene's great yeah and i think kind of uh, what we're probably getting here is that i kind of skew towards the the, the really emotional um kind of scenes are, are my favorite the ones where we would get this really good acting going on here and so this is one i'm always going to put up because i think it, it really is good um but yeah i i, I do think it is a special one it, it is it is yeah it's, I, I can't say good enough things about it really it, it's just awesome which is kind of like i mean the fact that we're the only real two scenes between these two all season we're nominating for potential top five. So it's just the underlying thing between these two. It's like, it's, it's just the ongoing love. And this is, this is where it's different to Julia and Sean, where you're kind of getting shitty with this. Like I'm all for this back and forth between, you know, Kimber and Christian, because it feels like we just don't get a proper resolution at this point, do we? Cause they're just so each other's throats. And every time they come together, 
to really be in a couple, something rips them apart. So, yeah, I just kind of... It's, it's completely different, I think, to kind of the will-they-won't-they they of, of Sean and, and, and Julia. It's just... This is this is good stuff, where Sean and Julia, it's just like, oh, my God, you get a bus hit me already. Good old Monica got lucky there. <laughs> yeah, well, and sometimes I think that we potentially... We don't really kind of sell... Um, the, 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 it always feels like with, with Sean and Julia potentially, apart from the you know uh, that one awesome scene where he finds out about about Matt, is that they kind of pull their punches with 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 um, Sean and Julia's scenes. It always feels like they're hoping eventually that you know there's always that potential that you can get them back together. Whereas you have a scene like you know the kind of Christian Kimber thing, it, it, you know it's it's going to be hard to come back from something like that. Um, but yeah, you know it, it just feels like they they're willing to take more risks with Christian's character than they are with Sean's. You know, they don't care if we feel a little bit alienated by Christian, whereas Sean, you just couldn't really get away with that kind of thing, I think. And also, remember at the end of the day, though, like, it's interesting you say, like, where can they come back from this? This is a woman who tied him to a bed and nearly killed him and then left him tied up, and then basically they were going to get married. So it's kind of like, you know, it is a case of, yeah, where do they come back from here? But you also believe that, yeah, they'll probably get back together at some point just because, you know, as much as they're kind of at each other's throats and stabbing each other with scalpels and freaking, you know, using them for sex and all this sort of stuff in between, breaking their doors and everything along those lines, it's kind of like you still feel that there's still a chance for these two. It's kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just just is what it is, I guess, with these two. Is, and yeah, like I said, I think they're prepared to take the risks. And and sometimes if you take that big risk, you get the big reward. But yeah, so th- then we move into the scene where you know Sean comes home, Liz and, and Julia are there, and um, you know Matt's going to give up his kidney because uh, he's got himself tested. And um, you know this is obviously a bit of a, a gut punch to to Sean. You know, one of the reasons he wasn't wanting to give up his kidney was because of the risks. And um, you know he's got a family, he's got to support, and then suddenly it, it, it's his son. That's that's in the crosshairs here, I guess, if, if something goes wrong. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's well done, this. I think it's a, it's a good piece of writing to kind of bring it back around to this. And to date this episode, I like the fact that the two people that we've interviewed on this show, at least at the time of recording this, are having a nice little scene together. I mean, when have we actually had a, a Matt and Liz scene? It's kind of, you know... Yeah. Um, it's. I think this might be the first, so... Yeah, I kind of like the fact, and they, I love how they keep reiterating, like, you know, Matt's 18, Matt's 18, he can make his choices, he can make his choices. Uh, but, like, it kind of, in a way, doesn't make sense, because Liz kind of leaves and says, like, I'm not accepting it, and kind of leaves, and but then Matt's all like, well, I'm doing this. So, um, and then this is when they say, like, we haven't seen Matt in a month. So it's kind of, you know, that, that whole sort of tension. It's just so... It's just a thing with Matt and Sean and everyone. Like, last season, we're talking about how they're completely broken, but they're sort of back and in their good graces at the end of season three, except when he's, like, not getting, you know, nearly killed. Uh, and then the beginning of this season. But it all started with a gym membership, Sean. You've only got yourself to blame. If you didn't buy him a gym membership, then you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try and be healthy. That's the, that's yeah. the lesson here. <laughs> yes, that's what Ryan just Murphy is saying. <laughs> Yes, yes. So that's what I'm hearing anyway. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a, it's a good scene. I, I really enjoy it. It's you know, it's just another one that just kind of hits you really hard. Um, so yeah, no, it's good. And uh, then we're we're back to back to Dawn and back to the mouse. And you know, we're we're about to go into surgery. And um, this is where she kind of realizes the mouse is going to die. Which is you know, it's funny that that she hasn't really connected that to this point. Yeah, which again just shows like just the character. Like she's kind of a bit dumb. So like I kind of think that that's just the point. But um, I like it kind of when you think she's about to not go through with this and she's like, oh no, I can't, you know, like have him die. But then she's just kind of like, 
eh, I need both ears for a full, full wardrobe. <laughs> so, yeah. I just kind of like how that, that happens there. But, um, yeah, the song here, was it Starry, Starry Nights? Like, it kind of, again, works. Like, yeah. They've been so yeah. effective with their music this season, haven't they? Yeah, I think they've kind of they've they've hit a lot of sweet spots for me. I think I've talked about that. Um, you know, sometimes on the show, I think they um, they tend to go with um, you know some more obscure song choices, but they they seem to have gone with, with more mainstream stuff this time around. And I, I've certainly noticed that because I know a lot more of it this time um, and really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, no, that's good. So yeah, it's, it's a good scene. The, the whole ear thing. It's um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like it. It's. It, it's something different again. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a good one. Uh, I'm not sure there's really too much more to say about that. We're going to definitely come back to Dawn um, in, a, in a really touching scene to finish this. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, and then we get the, you know, we're, we're back at Kimber's place and she's smashing photos of Christian with a hammer. Which is pretty standard, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. it's kind of, you know, yeah. what it is. But, um yeah, obviously, this is kind of going to lead to this, uh, you know, uh, ongoing, um, you know, thing now with uh, Kimber and Matt. And obviously, we talked a little bit about John Hensley about this when he was on the show. But um, is it just me or am I staring at uh, uh, Kelly Carlson's uh, very tight white top with no bra on and the nipples are clearly pointing at me? I don't know if that's just me staring at that. But yeah. <laughs> um, I've got to notice these things for technical nice. reasons, Nick. <laughs> Yes, yes, I think so. Um, yeah, we, we've got we've got to make sure we accurately report the show. But um, yeah, it's, it's a weird fashion choice all around because it's not just that; it's kind of like this weird kind of boob tube with these pants that go kind of like up, almost up to her boobs. It's like a bit of a Steve Urkel look going on there. It's a bit, <laughs> bit strange all around, really. So yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's a weird one. But yeah, obviously this this ends up with with Matt and Kimber hooking up here. And as you said earlier, it's been a bit of a a slow lead into this. So. Yeah, I mean, we're here now, and, and this is something that's going to drive the um, Matt story for quite some time. Is this the slowest Matt's ever taken to get into a girl's pants? Like, <laughs> I'm just going um, through but, all but, of his conquests. Like, season one, threesomes and everything. Yeah, no, that was pretty quick. We had the fluffer. That was pretty quick. Um, he didn't get into the, the Bible girl's pants, and so no. Ava, obviously, he's pretty much in a pants straight away when he's jacking off outside a house. Um, <laughs> Cherry Peck, like she's, you know, yep, that went well. Ava, yep, that's pretty quick. So, yeah, like, fucking oath, Matt. What's going on here? Scientology has changed you, man. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not here to mess around. Um, yeah, but, um, well, on this occasion, he is here to mess around, but messing around in a very slow manner. So, yeah, and, and I guess it's important because, yeah, this is a storyline that they've got to, they've got to nail this one, I think. So, yeah, and, and I think they're off to a good start with that one. So, yeah, well, that's that's where we're leaving that one. There's not much more to say about that one for now, but yeah, there's going to be plenty more to talk about as we go along. We it's, head it's, back into the. Flirt- uh, I just wanted to add. I did kind of like the slow flirting over when he's like talking about it, and he's like, you know, about his kidneys, and the way Kim's like, "So where are your kidneys anyway?" <laughs> and it's like, you know, oh, there. Oh, it won't feel good. Does this feel good? Like it's kind of like it's really soap opera and kind of cheesy, but it just, it works. Like again, these two have actually amazing sexual chemistry. Like Kimber just with everyone on freaking the McNamara Troy family tree does. But, um, you know, she, again, well, I think we talked about this, John Henson, we've mentioned this before. Like Kimber's just going through the family members here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, yep. No, you might as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, and so we, we move on to the, the birth surgery scene, and, and this is one that I, I, I talked about a little bit as being a, a, a great scene. I really enjoy this, because obviously he goes into cardiac arrest, and we get that kind of very long, lingering moment between Christian and, and Michelle where 
you know, does she want him to basically let Bert die? And um, I think it's really, really effective. It's a, it's one of those great moments that doesn't need any um, any lines. It, it, it just needs these looks, and I, I think they're just really well delivered. That tense music and just the beeping just works so well. And it's kind of, you know, who knew that romantic tension over an old man dying on a table could exist? Um, <laughs> but it does. And, like, you know, like, you can always nitpick this scene and be like, well, how come none of the, like, 300 nurses that are watching this surgery are going to tap them on the shoulder and be like, guys, hurry up, he's going to die. Like, hurry up, you said clear. Like, come on. Like, that random Asian yeah. nurse is back. But, I mean, like, you know, you don't want to take away from this because it's kind of, it's a case of Nip Tuck being a little bit OTT here and that where you kind of have to suspend the realism for just a few moments here where they've got to share this lingering look about should I let him die or should I, you know, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Uh, and just, you know, again, just the sexual chemistry between, you know, Christian and Michelle uh, in, a, in a pretty dramatic scene. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just, yeah, it's so good. I'm with you. It's such a good scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it's really good, and we're we're going to get a bit more payoff um, for that for that really soon. Um, but yeah, so there is a there's another great scene in between that. They just it's kind of just like a murderer's row of fantastic scenes in this this episode because then we get in this one between Michelle and Liz. Uh, sorry, um, Michelle Dawn and Liz. Um, and you know, to me, I think it, it, potentially a little bit on the nose in terms of you know Dawn basically saying, "Well, I've got all this money, but no, no one to share it with." And um, it, it's a really sweet scene. I, I really, really like what we get here. I think it's, like I say, maybe a little bit too mushy, but generally speaking, I really enjoy it. I kind of wish I'd asked Roman Mafia about what it was like working with uh, Rosie O'Donnell because I think I focus too much about what it was like working with Alanis Morissette rather than uh, Rosie O'Donnell because I always forget this kind of thing there. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it's kind of just, it's a nice scene here. And this is again going to Rosie O'Donnell's like dramatic acting chops where she's like mentioning about how, you know, I've spent $20 million, uh, you know, since I've, since I've won, but you know, I'd give twice that for somebody to walk through right now and hold my hand. Um, and then we find out about, you know, that her husband and that, uh, you know, they're back to Pensacola, which I've just looked up. Pensacola is in Florida, but it's actually, cause like Florida's that weird state where it's kind of, there's three parts to Florida. And, like, this Pensacola is not really on the peninsula. It's kind of on the mainland bit, sort of, just looking here, actually very close uh, to, to the border uh, of uh, of Alabama and, and sort of the Mississippi area. So this is kind of where she really is in that sort of white, trashy sort of, and no offence to our Alabama and Miss, Mississippi listeners, um, that southern American area. Because, yeah, Florida's kind of got your top half's like the south, the middle's kind of normal, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit mean. And the South is kind of, you know, like Latin and kind of, you know, very heavily influenced by, you know, like, uh, you know, Cuba and all those sort of places. So it's kind of, it's a unique state, but that's where Pensacola, I had to look that up. But yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's kind of like, it's a bit on the nose, but it's sweet. Like just, you know, when she holds her hand and I like that line from Liz when she says like, you know, too bad I can't, they can't grow a kidney on a mouse. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's a cheesy one line, but I just kind of like it. It just kind of works. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones. Like I say, it, it is a bit too cheesy, but th- they do manage to make it work. God knows how, but I mean that's that's probably the great thing about this. You, you know, it, it really does. It works when it shouldn't. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's great. You, you've got to love it, really. Um, yeah, so I mean that that kind of moves us moves us directly on, and um, yeah, we're, we're into. The, the kind of fallout from the the Bert, um, surgery scene, and, and in some ways, I, I I almost wish we didn't have the scene, even though it's so good. Um, sometimes I kind of just like to leave it without, you know, those scenes where you don't have words. It's, it's sometimes it 
it is a shame to then have the follow-up scene that does have the words um but you also need this one because it is it is setting the scene that you know michelle um you know she didn't want him to die um well you know she's saying and she's gonna stay and care for him and she has feelings for him and all that kind of thing and you know christian's under the total belief that michelle wanted wanted to let him die um and then you get this kind of awkward thing where they're kind of making out with with bert standing right lying right there you know even though he's passed out so yeah it's um it's another really good scene um yeah i mean i've got mixed feelings about it but like i say i think it's one that you kind of have to have really yeah i think you have to have it it's a nice little scene that you know you kind of just get that because i guess kind of like i agree with you on the fact that yeah leave it a bit subtle leave it so we assume that she wanted him to die but you know i think also it's kind of also you need that confirmation of like you wanted him to die i saw it in your eyes so it's kind of you know just something like that but yeah i think it works i think it's kind of it's 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 kind of got to be also the scene where you know, because really in this episode, they're sort of there together and then it kind of looks like they break up when I guess she basically accuses, he basically accuses her of like trying to murder him. But then kind of we've got like the sort of the back bit here where, okay, they're back together again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and then we move on. I'm, I'm becoming fatigued with so many good good scenes, but here's yet another one, um, which I think is you know where Sean confronts Liz and comes clean about the fact that he is a he is an organ donor and he's prepared to give up his his kidney for her, and, and you know, and it's a great scene. Um, and you know, like um, full credit to Dylan Walsh. Here. I mean, you know, we're we're more than happy to to pass out um, compliments to Julian McMahon, and, and he deserves all of them. But um, you know, I like to make sure that we give Dylan Walsh the credit he's due when he has a good scene, and, and this is a Amazing, and Roman Murphy is amazing on the scene too. It is really, really good. Um, and then obviously the, the great kicker on the end that she's found an even better kidney match is <laughs> it's, it's just great. It's, it, it's just like it's such a good way to end this episode. And like I said at the start, it, it's, a, it's a tidy kind of all the bows get tied together at the end of this episode. But I, I just really like the scene between between Sean and Liz. I think it's really good. I agree with you completely. And um, you know, I kind of like the fact that, you know, when he's like, oh, we need to talk like about Matt. Yeah, like, you know, I don't want him to give me the kidney, but I'm afraid he's just going to leave it on my doorstep. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, I just kind of like, yeah, Dylan Walsh just owns this scene. It's been a long time since we've had a just a, a Sean and Liz scene, I feel, as well. Um, but I just kind of like the, the bit here when, like, you know, Sean says, like, you know, oh, I made a list of people I think would give me a kidney. It wasn't a very long list. Then I made a list of people who I would give a kidney to, and that was an even shorter list. And then I got, like, I'm sure we all think about, like, who would I give a kidney to? Like, who would I, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, you kind of think about that. But, um, yeah, I just kind of, I do like the, the line there, kind of when Sean's, you know, like, I love you, I don't want to lose you. And, you know, obviously he's kind of, you know, putting everything aside. And, but then, yeah, just, uh, you're right, like the kicker, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Sean's finally going through this. But, like, eh, yeah, I don't want your kidney. I found a better match. Um, you know, and of course it's good old Dawn, uh, which I love. And I just like this little bit at the end when they're kind of like, you know, holding hands. And, you know, when she say, like, oh, can I come visit my kidney sometime? Of course you can. How about Thursday? Um, and then I, I love, I can't remember what she says, but she basically, um, she, she says something which basically she admits that her and Christian had sex with each other. I just love how everybody looks at him. And then he's just kind of like, oh, let's move on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good, yeah. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, and and you no, know, I just I just really like how it's done. She's like, I found somebody better, and it's just like smash cut to, you know, to Dawn. And yeah, no, I think it's really good because I think it ties up. This is this is why you like Dawn way more than you're ever going to like a Mrs. Grubman because you know she is actually, you know, she she does have a good heart and she does want to do right even though she's just you know kind of crazy woman or too much money. Um, that you know she her heart's in the right place, and so she's she's a likable character. She's a relatable character in some ways. So yeah, I mean that's what kind of saves her from from being just 
um, another Mrs. Grubman. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's kind of, it's interesting that this is really like a rare case where they bring back sort of like a guest star like this, like a one-off surgery person so quickly, sort of like straight away. And like, you think to yourself, oh God, Rosie O'Donnell back straight away, like two episodes later, it's a bit on the nose, but um, it works. Like just, this is the thing with every time she's on the show, I think she maybe has four in total appearances on Nip Tuck. So I think she's maybe only got two more to go from memory. Uh, like it, it still works though. Like you're never kind of sick of her. Like she has some fun stuff in season five. Um, so yeah, like good old, good old, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. I think she, she, she just, she owns all these scenes. So yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's, it, it's really good. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure there's too much more we need to add to this other than to, to get into our ratings here at the end. I mean, um, I think it's going to be pretty clear. It's, this is one I think we're almost going to have to rewatch when we get to our top five. So, I mean, I'm happy to go first on this one because I don't think there's any surprises here that it's a buy for me. Um, you know, let's knock it in. It's, you know, this is seven in a row now. And it's, this is one of the strongest, I think, you know, because I think it's just got so many good. You know, so many good scenes from so many of the different actors. It's not even like it's just, you know, a showcase of one of them. Um, you know, there's good stuff with Sean. There's good stuff with, with Christian, with Liz, with Kimber. You know, like all these different characters. Michelle, you know, even even um, even Matt, you know, there's some good stuff there. Um, you know, Julia's really the only one who doesn't get in on the act in this episode, um, which might be telling us something, but uh, that's another story. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's really, really easy to give this one a, a very, very clean buy. This is this is going to be one of the top episodes, I think. Look, yeah, I, I definitely give it a buy. 100% agree with most of what you say. I, I mean, I, I love this episode. I'm not taking away from this episode. I still don't rank this maybe as highly as maybe you would on your list. I will say I've only ranked this 19th out of 51 episodes right now. I've put a few season four episodes above this one, which, look, you know, I kind of think, not to take away from it, I just think this is a good episode. I just personally like a few of the other episodes this season better than this one. But again, it's still like, you know, you've you've upsold me in a lot of stuff this episode when I already enjoyed this one. So um, I definitely think there's a lot of great stuff in this episode, and it's, a, it's an easy buy for me. So, um, yeah, I, I'm so surprised that we are this far into season four. This is kind of a season which I thought maybe you might be indifferent on, thinking, like, I'm going to have to try and sell you on this season because uh, it's generally kind of what the flavor is of this one. But, yeah, for the f- fact that we are both seven in a row each, I'm nine in a row if you, again, include the last two from season three. So, um yeah, nip tuck streaks here have been smashed. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure that we're ever going to be able to to replicate no, this. Won't. I think this is, just, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm certainly not complaining. The only thing is, I feel that the the, the pressure's on a little bit now because um, you know, if we even have one that's that's um, slightly mediocre, we might have the the tendency to want to um, to rent it just just so that we we're showing we're not too biased. But well, uh, I did that. Yeah, I, I mean, had that in Third Watch season two that I kind of got to a point where we I got to my first episode. I'm like. Oh, I don't know if I can buy this one, but oh, do I want to just to kind of keep this cool streak going? Because it's kind of nice, but I'm like, no, come on, you've got to be unbiased here. So I broke the streak. Uh, we went, what did I go on third watch? Season two, nine episodes. The first nine episodes I bought. Uh, and again, similar story. I had the fir- the last two from the first season beforehand, uh, but then I rented episode 10. So um, yeah, that was kind of that opening streak, I guess, on, on third watch to kind of put into a bit of comparison there. Yes, I know. I think it, it, it it's been really good. I mean, I've, um, I'm really enjoying this, and dare I say it, I, I, I don't think we're going to stop just yet. Um, I could be wrong, but um, I, I think we've got some fun stuff coming up for the next one as well, which is, is just unbelievable, really. Yeah, uh, next episode is kind of really a lot about... Uh, I, it's, it's interesting with the Sean stuff, because... 
Um, yeah. I mean, I always sort of didn't necessarily like kind of what they did with Sean's character. Kind of, this felt very like forced and out of nowhere, but I always appreciate this storyline a lot more over time. So, and it's kind of interesting to think that really, you know, as we've just passed the halfway point in Nip Tuck, we really don't know anything about Sean's background, do we? So it's kind of, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it's actually quite interesting how this kind of goes into, you know, the Connor storyline with his surgery. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and we also do get, we've, we've talked a little bit about her, haven't we? Uh, Mrs. Grubman, she's back next episode. So, um, yeah. get excited for some Mrs. Grubman. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I'm, um, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of go back to, to Mrs. Grubman. Um, yeah, I think, it, I'm, you know, I've enjoyed these little callbacks to the first couple of seasons and, you know, we're going to, going to get another one. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to talking through that one too. I agree. I, I think we've just got some... It's interesting kind of looking at what episodes we've got to come. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly can say I don't think there's a rent in my future anytime soon because we've got some strong episodes coming up. So, yeah. Pressure's on, pressure's on. But, uh, no, looking looking forward to, to getting back there. But uh, in the meantime, make sure you, you're... Um, following us on all the usual places the the facebook and the twitter and the the stitcher radio and um giving us a rating on itunes and well yeah we'd appreciate any feedback if you're listening to these episodes and, and you want to give us your feedback maybe you're hating season four and you want to put us on the straight and narrow then by all means we'd love to hear from you as well so um no totally um love to get some feedback from you um as always it, it, it's been a pleasure look forward to coming back and, and talking through uh connor mcnamara part one episode um next time around uh but until then um i've been nick and um, i should have known if anything was going to bring this podcast to its knees it would be your dick ben (laughs) and my name is ben and tell your husband he can fire me i'm nobody's whore thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net